Hey everybody, I'm Maggie. I'm Amber. And this is Crime Country. Today we're in Puerto Rico. The Commonwealth of Puerto Rico is a Caribbean island and is an unincorporated U.S. territory. Puerto Rico is home to about 3.2 million people and was colonized by Spain after the arrival of Christopher Columbus in 1493. But after the Spanish-American War, in 1898, the United States acquired Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Ricans have been U.S. citizens since 1917. I said that funny. Uh, 1917. <laughs> and can move freely between the island and the mainland. But since it's an unincorporated territory, they cannot vote in presidential and it, they cannot vote for president and generally don't pay federal income tax. Huh. Yeah. They can vote in, like, the presidential primaries, but not the actual presidential election, which is oh, interesting. Okay. And they yeah. kind of um, are self-governing, so they kind of just have their own laws and stuff, but technically the, like, federal government does have say over the big stuff, is what I gathered from it. I am no expert. I didn't know anything about Puerto Rico before today. Um, Puerto Rico consists of the main island, four small islands, and hundreds of caves and islets, which I guess are tiny islands. Islets. I'm assuming that's what that means. Uh, Don't come at me. (laughs) Don't don't come at me. (laughs) It's only about 100 miles long and 35 miles wide and roughly the size of, like, Connecticut. Huh. And For some reason, I thought Puerto Rico was, like, big, but I don't know why I thought that. It's pretty small, and it's, like, I didn't put this in my notes, so I don't want to say it, but, like, a thousand miles off the coast of Florida. That okay, seems okay. really far, though. Yeah, a thousand miles is, like, a while. Yeah, it's 1,150 miles from Florida. Wow. That's really far. That is far. Okay, so, now we know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Puerto Rico. I already read that. So there's the main island, four smaller islands, and then hundreds of little K's and islets. And it's only 100 miles long, 35 miles wide, and is packed with diverse sights, scenery, and culture. If you visit Puerto Rico, you can visit Old San Juan, which is a super old city that's been pretty well taken care of and restored and is really pretty and is like a really popular tourist destination and it has buildings that are over 500 years old man because i was finding all the scary shit happens in san juan well there's san juan and old san juan and i think old san juan's a little more touristy oh so it's probably a little safer but my crime story happens in old san juan so i don't know (laughs) um what do we know? We Not much. Nothing about Puerto Rico. I apologize. So, Old San Juan has buildings that are over 500 years old. There's two of the, like, oldest churches in the United States by far in Puerto Rico. And you can go see all these old buildings if you go to that area. You can also vis- visit El Yunque. Yunque? Ooh, I don't, I don't know about it. You can visit the El Yunque Rainforest, which is the only tropical rainforest that is part of the U.S. National Forest System. And you can experience tons of unique foods and arts and nightlife all across the island. When I was looking up just details about 
Puerto Rico and not crimes in Puerto Rico, it seemed really awesome. Yeah. Really, really beautiful. It's a small area. There's a lot of tourism. It, it did look super, super pretty. And they like really tote their people because their people are super welcoming and they have strong cultural ties to their roots. And there's a lot of Spanish and African roots there because a lot of slaves were brought to Puerto Rico at some point in time which is fucking terrible i don't know if they were escaping there or if it was just like a port and they were being like traded there or something which is disgusting to even think about human beings but so they have really strong like african and spanish ties obviously it was hard to find weird laws for puerto rico because their laws are different than ours and they they do govern themselves and the people make fun lists of like weird laws in each state, but I couldn't find one for Puerto Rico. So there probably are some, but I couldn't find them. So here's just some random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the drinking age in eight, the drinking age is 18 years old, not 21. Even though they are a U.S. territory, it's different than the rest of the United States. Police lights are not just red and blue. Some areas have green and blue lights, and some have red and green lights, and some just have blue lights. Oh, that's so, weird. Yeah, it varies by, like, county or whatever. Huh. Um, more than 70% of the rum sold in the United States comes from Puerto Rico. It's a lot of rum. Interesting. That is a lot of rum. And cockfighting became illegal in Puerto Rico in December of 2019. It was legal until 2019. Holy cow. But it was, like, a huge source of income for certain parts of the country, of the islands That's and so disgusting though yeah and but then when pe- they like illegalized it uh there was a big fight to try and overrule that and make it legal again and that just barely the original law was affirmed in january of 2021 so it is still illegal but it it was wow. a big deal until december of 2019 cockfighting was still happening legally and regu- regularly in puerto rico wow yeah pretty crazy yeah the article i read that on was written in 2017 so it was like cockfighting still legal and i was like really and so then i looked a little more and it's not (laughs) but it's just barely not yeah so that's a little bit about puerto rico i apologize i don't know more i tried i spent a lot of time looking into just details about puerto rico and i was like shit i need to research a crime here so (laughs) that's what i got (laughs) it works All right, so we're going to tell you guys some crimes that happened in Puerto Rico. Okay, so I'm just going to be up front. My story is pretty short and to the point, so I got a lot of tangent stuff to talk about. Okay. Yeah, Puerto Rico, I don't know why, but like I started on Murderpedia.com because I was like, There's only one. There's one man and one woman. Yeah. So nothing. Yeah. I was like, but I'm going to start there and just see what we're working with because I was like, I don't know how well documented their crime stories are going to be. If like true crime stories are even an interest to people of Puerto Rico. And if no one there cares, no one's writing about it. So that's where I started. And I was like, oh, we're looking a little rough. And so I didn't really even look at the ones on Murderpedia and I just did some Googling. But yeah, not a lot of details on crimes in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but I couldn't find a ton. There was like a handful that I kept getting in like every search I did, but we've already established this. I'm not the best researcher, so <laughs> um there's probably more than I could find, but yeah. it is what it is. Same. 
sometimes I'm like, I maybe I'm not searching the right things, but I'm not getting anything. But I got a pretty good one today. But okay. Yeah, mine's awful, but it's it's a story. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but while I was looking for this story, I found this one of this mofo that was golfing. He was just doing his round of golf, and he's on freaking hole eleven, and. There's a dog on the golf course, apparently. And so this dog takes his golf ball before it goes to, like, in the hole. And this guy shoots this dog, not one time, but three times. And then he picks up his golf ball and goes on his way and just, like, continues to play golf. But thankfully, people called the cops, and so he got arrested, but... He, like, got arrested and then immediately released, but, yeah. Who the fuck is golfing with a gun just, like, readily available? I know a lot of golfers and that are gun owners, and I don't think they take their guns when they go golfing generally, so that's awful. Yeah, well, this guy guy was strapped and ready to go, and he was a turd ass. Um, That's some anger management issues. Yeah. So the point of that story is because I wanted to tie into a story that I'm like, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm like upset about it, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So my neighbor the other day, we, I made Aaron go on a walk with me because my little buddies in the morning, they had to skip out on me so I was like okay I'll wait till the nighttime and it cools down and Aaron's like ready to like tap out and go sit on the couch and watch tv and I'm like okay you ready to go on a walk and he's like can I pick the route this time because on my morning route like with my buddies we take turns being route master so (laughs) so like one day it'll be me the next day it'll be someone else so you told me about your walking buddies, but I don't think you did it on the podcast. Okay. But. Well, for everybody else, <laughs> um, I'm a loser, and I no, you're with, awesome. I walk with my neighbors that are like seventy. I walk with them um, in the morning time sometimes, and it's just awesome. I love it so much. Um, the first time they were like, "Well, we picked a shorter route just in case, since you're not used to it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they had to um, acclimate Thanks, me. Thanks, guys. I think but, I'll keep up. <laughs> but, but now um, I ran one of them off because I picked the hard routes. Like my first time I picked one, I was like, uh, I still don't really know the neighborhood. So I guess let's go this way. And then I took us on this extra long walk. And they're like, um, we've never been this way, Amber. Like. I don't, hopefully we make it back. And then um, the one guy was like, man, do you know how to talk Spanish? Or do you know, do you know Spanish? And I'm like, um, I know a little bit. He's like, well, we're going to need it when we get to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, sorry. (laughs) But so he's like, you don't get a pick anymore because you take us on a safari. Well, uh, we're like, I don't, I'm not from here. I don't know the area. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I was like, you guys shouldn't have made me pick. I'm the worst. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, well, that was a tangent. But my neighbors, one of my walking buddies, we 
after we, me and Aaron got back from our walk the other night, we were like, oh, let's go say hey to the neighbors. So we go take the dogs over there and we're like, hey. And then we hung out and chatted a bit. And then we got on this topic about how there's a bunch of stray, uh, stray cats all over. And I don't ever see them. So I think Roxy does a good job about like scaring them off. Yeah, because she then, will kill them if they come in your yard. So Yeah, she's a hunter. She's a murderer for sure. Yeah. Um, she's kind of scary, but she's the sweetest, really. Um, <laughs> as long as you're not a little critter that she wants to play with. So anyways, we're over there and we're talking about these stray cats and the neighbor, she likes the stray cats and she like wants to feed them and she lets them hang out in their backyard and she's like, oh, they're so sweet. But they have like a couple cats already that are, I think they're primarily indoor cats. Um, And so she's like, I can't have all these cats. And her husband's like, yeah, no, you can't have all those cats. But anyways, there's this one cat and the one guy neighbor, I don't want to use names just just because. Yeah. So I'm just like the one guy neighbor. Um, that's one of my walking buddies. He's like, says something. He's like, no, I just kill him. Like, no, I just kill the cats. And I'm like, like, you should have seen my face. Like my jaw just dropped. And then we get home and he, his reason for not killing this one cat that like hangs out in the neighbor's yard is because he was interested in the way it like stalked like it walked differently and it was like on the prowl I guess so he he was interested in the way it maneuvered and the way it walked so he spared its life apparently Jesus yeah so it's like dude if you call like animal rescues They'll put out traps for these cats and take them away and get them spayed or neutered. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So then we get home and I'm like, Aaron, I wish he never said that he wanted to kill cats. I'm like, that's some serial killer shit. That's how it starts. (laughs) And Aaron's like, yeah, I knew you didn't like that when he said that. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean... I feel like in old age, it's just like grumpy old person killing a pest type of thing. But if it was like a 10-year-old that was like, I like to kill the neighborhood cats, I'd be a little more creeped out. But Yeah, but still, it's a fucking cat and it's not bothering you. Like, let it live. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, he must just think about them as pests. But still, that sucks. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, no, mm -mm. I don't like that. Um, so yeah, that was a really long tangent, but so that's crazy. I have a neighbor right now that keeps complaining in the neighborhood Facebook page that people are like vandalizing his property. Oh God. And like all the shit he posts in the neighborhood Facebook page is just ridiculous. And it's like, well, I hate you from these posts. So I don't, (laughs) I don't think the things that were happening were on purpose until the most recent one, but because He was, like, complaining that people, like, kicked the rocks in front of his house, you know, and so they were on the sidewalk instead of in the side, the grass area or whatever. Oh, boy. And it's like, okay, there's, like, a million kids in our neighborhood. Deal with it. Get a fucking broom, you fat There's a million kids. The fucking wind. There's things that happen. Yeah. But he's being a little bitch. 
And then <laughs> he found like a, gro- a broken bottle on his sidewalk in front of his house. And he was like, someone's throwing glass bottles at my house. And oh, like, boy. Okay, first of all, we live in a super windy-ass area. And it was just garbage day. And a bunch of stupid people put their garbage cans out at night instead of in the morning. So they blow over and garbage goes everywhere. You had some glass break on your sidewalk. Not in your yard. Not on your house. No one threw a bottle at your house. You found some broken glass on the sidewalk. And he was throwing bottles at me. He posted (laughs) pictures of it on the sidewalk. And was like, if I find out who's doing this, I'm going to contact the police. And it's like, oh my god, you Good on you, bro. Good on you. Wiener. Yeah, when you catch the wind on camera, you sure go ahead and call 911. It's attacking you. And then somebody egged his driveway last night. Oh, shit. And I'm like, mm, less of an explanation for that one. But I bet it's because of his last stupid post about the glass. <laughs> so now the adults are like, Okay, bro, you want someone to throw someone at something at your house? My husband was saying that, so <laughs> he's like, I want to just go break glass in his driveway. Of course, he would say that. I'm like, don't, because everyone has cameras. But he's a fucking weird, like, the way he posts, it's so, like, accusatory and, like, ah, I'm being attacked. And it's like, no, you're not, you lunatic. But then somebody broke, like, two eggs on his driveway. They didn't hit his house. They literally threw him at his driveway. But he's like, if I catch them on my cameras, I'm like, okay. Maybe if you stop being like a whiny little bitch on the internet, people won't target you, dummy. He just looks like such a wiener, too, you know? Like, Oh, he has a photo on there? Well, he, it's his Facebook page. Oh, it's Facebook. So I looked, obviously. I'm thinking like Ring and those don't have photos, so. Um, It's our neighborhood Facebook group. That's hilarious. Yeah. I I haven't found a neighborhood Facebook group for for my new neighborhood yet, but um, eh. yeah, mine's like I want to make friends, and then I look on there and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna make friends in this neighborhood. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, these are not my people. Oh, so that's just not happening here. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, we should probably like talk about crime. Okay, I guess I'll get on with the story then. Hopefully. We still have you around. I think our other conversation was was fun. I thought it was, <laughs> but who knows? Um, We've recently got some new listeners. Hey, hi, people. Oh, hi, new listeners. We're so happy that you are here. We, we hope you stick around. Yeah, we got like 10 new listeners, maybe. Um, That's awesome. And since we do have new listeners, and since we are coming around to the end of our little tour uh, u.s tour if you've got any suggestions on what you guys want to hear or what you think we should do going forward like for you to continue to listen to us let us know because we are we've got some ideas that we're playing around with but suggestions if you've got them give them to us it's a little up in the air at the moment and we've got like one more week of ideas so (laughs) Yeah, so we want to keep you guys around. So whatever you want to hear, let us know, and we will do our best. Um, because, yeah, I mean, we do this for our own enjoyment, but we also do it to pique people's interests and get listeners because that's exciting. Yeah, it's more fun if anybody else is listening. Yeah. Um, 
we might do the U.S. again. We'll probably go on like a European tour for a little while, but I don't know if we're just going to both pick random stories and then eventually come back to the U.S. I don't know. Anyways. Okay, we're like yeah. 20 minutes into this episode and haven't told any crime stories. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I'm going to tell you, and like I said, I don't have a ton of details because there wasn't much. Like, like, I don't even know if this guy has been sentenced or what the deal is. Um, so I'm just going to give you like kind of the high level overview cliff notes because that's what I could find. So the guy that I'm going to tell you about is Felix Sanchez Verdejo or Felix Verdejo Sanchez, but he just goes by Felix Verdejo in most of the um, articles that I saw. Um, so this guy, he's pretty young. He's like tw- in his late 20s, I think at this time, because this this case is fairly new. That's why I don't have the exact sub- what has happened for Hmm. sure at the end. Um, But this guy, Felix Verdejo, he was actually, um, he represented Puerto Rico in the Olympics um, in 2012. And he also became a professional boxer that year as well. I believe it was that year. Um, So he's a professional boxer in the lightweight division. And he was also in the Olympics in 2012. That's crazy. That's nuts. So he went to the Olympics and then became a professional because you can't compete in the Olympics if you're a professional. You have to be like amateur. Oh, Um, good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he probably did that and was like, okay, that's done. I need to start making money and became a professional. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's probably exactly what happened. And from what I could tell, like he had a pretty solid record. Like he was good. He was a good boxer. And then so he did that. And I'm going to ask has... a question that I know you don't know the answer to. What? Puerto Rico at the Olympics, do they compete under the U.S. team? Ooh. Because he represented Puerto Rico at the Olympics. I think they're separate in the Olympics. Interesting. Okay. But I don't, I, don't quote me on that. I don't know. <laughs> but that's just my, that's my spidey senses. I think they're separate. Olymp- for the for the Olympics purposes, but uh, I don't. Know. Or maybe he was on the U.S. team and just representing Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Okay, this episode is things we don't know about Puerto Rico. Yeah, lots of things that we don't know about Puerto Rico. This episode is really going to show you how uneducated we are. Just kidding. <laughs> we're we're both pretty smart girls, but I just know nothing you know. about Puerto Rico. I don't know any yeah. people from Puerto Rico. I don't I've never been to Puerto Rico. I wasn't really sure where Puerto Rico was. Me either, especially when I was like researching because a lot of the articles that I came about, they were like they happened in Puerto Rico, but the people always ended up in New York. So I was like, is Puerto Rico in New York? That's or like not in New York. That's not what I meant. Near. Like near. Yeah. No. Um, but that's that's not the case. So I don't know. Interesting. Um, so this Felix Verdejo guy, he's not a good man. <laughs> um so he's his professional boxer, or whatever. He's he's actually married, he has a wife, he has a young child, but Apparently, he's also got a little side chick 
and her name is Keishla Rodriguez Ortiz. And I don't know like how involved they were, but I, from what I could gather, they went to school together and it just said, it just referenced school. So I don't know if it was high school, middle school, college. I don't know what school they went to together, but um, they knew each other from school. So they had been in contact, but she was aware that he was married and had a kid. And I guess I found most recently in one of the articles, I found his Felix's wife actually knew about Keishla and knew that they had something going on too. So I don't know if she found out after the fact or if she was like fully aware of what was going on. Yeah, or maybe she recently found out and was waiting for him to pick or something. That's yeah, sad. That's, that's shitty. That is shitty. Um, yeah, that's really shitty. I don't like that, but um, that could that could have been what was going on. I don't know. But anyways, apparently Felix Verdejo got himself into a bit of a pickle because he was hanging out with Kishla and they were a little more than just friends, if you know what I'm saying. Well, um, you already told me that she was his mistress, so yeah, I, <laughs> I guess I, I know I, what you're saying. Spoiler alert, she's Louise. <laughs> That's a way to ruin a story. I just for, kidding. For sure know what you're saying, though. Um, they were bumping uglies. They were bumping uglies, for sure. He was laying rope. <laughs> he, he was taking her to pound town. He was sticking his eight ball in her corner pocket. Oh, oh, I've never heard that one before. I think I just made it up. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm like, that's new. I've never heard it. <laughs> but, but I get what you're saying, I think. So, yeah. They were having sex. You're picking up what I'm laying down. And she was picking up what he was putting down uh, in yeah. her vagina. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's exactly correct. Because... Um, apparently she got pregnant and so she let him know about this and he wasn't super excited to say the least mm-hmm. because his thought process was like, oh, uh, I'm a boxer. I've got a family. Like I'm a, basically a celebrity. Like you can't, you can't come out and say that you're pregnant and ruin my reputation yeah i guess when you're in the public eye like that's he's that's what it's a public eye so it was the public figure that was what the article said my my speech is no what you were saying was good um but (laughs) but when you're in the public eye like your reputation can make or break your career like you can stop making money if people fucking hate you so don't have a fucking side piece you dirtbag much moral of the story like don't if you don't want to get caught don't do stupid shit weird <laughs> i mean what a concept i don't know <laughs> i mean it seems pretty straightforward to me but apparently not to everybody <sighs> so anyways so keishla lets her like calls her mom one day and is like hey i'm gonna tell so-and-so that i'm pregnant and whatever and i guess they had had a scuffle in the past and he had threatened her or something 
with being in the public eye, blah, blah, blah. And was like, no, you can't say those things. Like those things can't happen. Like this, this isn't going to happen because mm-hmm. I'm in the public eye. You can't ruin my reputation. It's like, I thought that was implied when we started fucking on the side. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. You get her knocked up. You can deal with being the father of her child, dickweed. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you don't want the responsibility, don't fucking, don't stick your, yeah, whatever. Ball in her corner pocket? <laughs> yeah. Your, your hot dog um, in her bun? Hot dog in the bun. Yeah. So, don't do that. But anyways, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to let him know. And this was in April of this year, actually, I think. Of this year? Yeah. Wow. Super recent. 2021. Um, That's why I can't find any like finalized details because I don't think it's been finalized yet. So, anyways, she lets her mom know, like, hey, I'm probably going to let him know. And her mom is kind of concerned. And her mom's like, okay, well, be careful. Like, he's already kind of threatened you in the past. Like, I don't know how well this is going to go. Well, and then you hear scary stories about fighters beating up their girlfriends and shit, you know, because once you have multiple concussions from being hit in the head so many times, you lose that ability to not be violent. So you kind of hear about, well, football players beating up their girlfriends all the time, fighters beating up their girlfriends, and it's scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, Speaking of, Spencer has a fight coming Yay! (laughs) But I'm so excited to see you guys! (laughs) I'm just kidding about that. (laughs) Uh, It's really amateur. He doesn't get hit in the head a lot. It's okay. He doesn't beat me, I promise. (laughs) Oh, man. That was the worst segue ever. (laughs) Yeah, that was not a great segue. But, yeah. I, I get... I get your point, but it, it wasn't it, it wasn't the greatest placement. No, nah, it was bad. Um, but we're going to California for a weekend. Party time! Oh god. So, anyways. Okay. So, anyways, she talks to her mom and whatever, whatever. And this is on April twenty seventh that she talks to her mom. And then she meets up with Felix. But I guess prior to this meetup of theirs, Felix went to, they keep, they, there's no name associated with it because it's like the witness and the claimant in all of these articles. So Felix tells this witness, like, hey, can you help me basically abort this child? Can you help me get rid of this? like unborn baby um okay wait was she just barely telling him she was pregnant yeah so she, I, i'm assuming at this point like she had already spilled the beans and let him know like hey um i think i'm pregnant or something along those lines because he had gone to someone else and was like whoa bro i gotta get rid of this like i can't have this gross but then she told her mom she was gonna tell him yeah about the baby yeah. But he already knew. My timeline could be a little off, but yes. Okay. And maybe she was like, Mom, I'm going to go tell him I'm keeping it. Yeah. Because he was pressuring her to get an abortion or something. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past. And so she's like, um, "I'm keeping it, Ma. I'm going tonight. I'm going to tell him." And her mom was like, "Be careful. He obviously doesn't want it." Yeah. So it was. Yeah, she was. They were both stuck in a hard place, you know, because obviously she doesn't want to get rid of a baby. You know, she's. I don't know. She probably had feelings for him and was like happy and about it. Either way. It doesn't matter if she yeah. didn't have feelings for him and wanted to keep the baby inside her body. That's fine. That's either way. Yeah, her choice, not his. Exactly, one hundred percent. So apparently, he goes to this witness, quote unquote, because I don't have a name. I couldn't. This person unnamed through all of the articles that I found. Okay. So he goes to this witness and. Apparently, I don't know what conversation they had or what plan they made or what what went on. But Felix and his little buddy decide that they're going to go meet up with Keishla on like the 27th of April. And so she drives over and they meet up. And then once gets there she leaves her car and she gets in Felix's car with him and apparently they have some sort of conversation I don't know what com- what can what this conversation consists of because it's not detailed it's not mentioned it doesn't give me any details so I don't know exactly what this conversation is but at this conversation things escalate very quickly and allegedly he punches her and knocks her unconscious and then he injects her with some sort of like drug concoction that he got from san juan holy shit yeah and so once he has her knocked out and injected then this other witness guy that was there he comes and then they kind of like bind her legs and feet and they tie like a brick to her or something and they go and take her to this bridge and I'm the worst and I didn't notate the name of the bridge um but they take her to this bridge that's in San Juan and they throw her into the water oh my god yeah it's the Teodoro Moscoso bridge over the San Juan lagoon I probably didn't pronounce that correctly, but... We are very, very white. Yeah, I am very, very white, so... Apologies all around for our pronunciation of everyone's names and locations. Yeah, sometimes I try to speak Spanish very fluently and, like, eloquently, but no, I can't fake it. I try, and I really want to be fluent in Spanish so bad. I took three years of Spanish. Me too. I took so I took every year of Spanish in high school, and I am I did I do it in college? I don't think I took it in college. I took three years of high school, and most of my teachers were white people. Um, but anyways, but that's yeah. fucking terrible. Oh my god! No, it's freaking awful. Well, and, and like obviously planned. He had an injectable drug just ready to oh yeah put in he her totally, when she knocked he her t- out like. Totally fucking planned. Oh my god, this poor girl. Yeah, and they're both young. They're twenty seven. I like, literally was young. just gonna say, do you know how old she was? And that's probably yeah, twenty seven. Like when you're twenty seven. 
you've got life kind of figured out. And that's probably part of the reason she wanted to keep the baby. Because she's almost an adult. So fuck it. Like, who needs a man? I'm going to let him know I'm not getting rid of the baby. But I'm not. Like, whatever. He doesn't have to be involved. But it is his. You know, like, I don't don't know. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't know exactly what that conversation was. But that could have been it. Like, she's like, hey. I know that you're married. I know you have a baby, but I'm just letting you know, like, I'm brewing one in here and I'm keeping it. Um, I don't know. Knocks her out and drugs her and throws her over a bridge. Yep, pretty much. And then that wasn't enough. He takes a pistol and then shoots at her. And apparently the person that threw her over the bridge was the witness. It wasn't even Felix that did it. But Felix shot at her with the pistol from the bridge above that they just threw her off of. What the fuck? Yeah. So What the fuck? And this witness, quote unquote, came forward to, like, get immunity, right? Like, they were like... Probably. Probably. Fucking piece of shit. Let's make a deal. Don't give me any time and I'll tell you what happened. But, like, they were not a witness. They were an accomplice. Yes. He... He did the fucking deed. He threw a possibly still alive pregnant woman over a bridge with a brick tied to her and let someone else shoot at her. Like, what? Because it's very possible that she was just knocked out and still alive. And I mean, maybe she was having an overdose or something from whoever knows what he injected her with, but... Yeah, I think one of these articles said it was like fentanyl and something else. Um. But I don't recall exactly what the injection was. Well, but... he obviously didn't trust it to kill her or the water to kill her because he still had to shoot at her. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a disgusting. Um, and then they just leave her there and they go on about their day, whatever. Um, so that's the 27th. That's on, a, I think it was a Thursday. And that's when she goes missing. And so a couple days go by and then they find the body. So once they find the body, they're able to identify the body positively by dental records. So they they find out that it's her. And that's on Saturday when they identify the body and they find it. And the next day, he, Felix goes and he turns himself in. Hmm. Yeah. That surprises me, but I guess they were going to link it to him real quick. Because her mom was going to be like, oh, she was pregnant with this professional boxer's baby and was meeting with him to tell him about it. Mm -hmm. And he was the last person that she was with. Probably talked to that guy. Yeah. So he goes and he, like, turns himself in. So then he's held. But now, like, I don't know, I don't know the end result because... He's being charged with, let me find the list of charges. Murder. Well, he's being charged with that, but he's also being charged with, like, hijacking a car and some other stuff. But when he obviously goes to, like, trial or whatever, he wants to plead not guilty. So he tells, like, whatever. He's like, oh, well, on the advice of my attorney, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to plead not guilty. So he's trying to plead not guilty. But that doesn't make sense to me because he dude, you turned yourself in. 
Yeah, his attorney's going to try and pull some stupid attorney shenanigans. Like, you turned yourself in. You're guilty as fuck. But he probably has some money and got a decent attorney and is going to try and get away with it. Yeah, probably. So, um, but his case is eligible for the death penalty. However, the victim, Keishla Ortiz, that was her last name. Yeah, Keishla Rodriguez Ortiz, her mother doesn't want the death penalty because she's like, no, fuck this guy. He needs to suffer. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the death penalty. I want him to rot in prison. Like, that's what he deserves. So she's not for the death penalty, but um, all of the charges, because he got charged with, like, hijacking a car, um, the death of a, an unborn child, and then obviously her murder. And probably so, kidnapping, too. Oh, yeah, kidnapping was one. Yep, you are correct. Yeah, because he took um, her to another location. So Yeah, so that was another one. And so multiple of those are eligible for the death penalty. So that is a possible thing, but I don't think that Keishla's mother is going to push for that. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, And I might have to make a note to follow up when this closes itself out because I couldn't find like a final because the the most recent article I found was in May. So just last month, Um, but there was no decision. Yeah. Um, Set a Google reminder, but who knows? It could be another year or two before it goes through the whole court process because people delay stuff so long. Yeah. So that was the shitty story of an Olympian turned boxer, professional boxer that mm-hmm. murdered his side piece and unborn child. What a piece of shit. Ugh, yeah. Poor girl. And she's so, like, sweet and innocent and cute. Like, her photo, she just looks like a fun-loving, like, sweet, light-hearted girl. I mean, I don't know how I came up with light-hearted, but she, that's just how she looks to me. Yeah. She just looks, like, super sweet and nice and, like, fun-loving. Um, yeah. So, she I don't know. I don't dude. know. Ugh, that sucks so bad. Freaking terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not a not a great story. Cool, but bad love. I drug that one out. My, my story is also about bad love. <laughs> so, don't fall in love in, in love in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's not the place. Apparently. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't have any affairs in Puerto Rico for show. Yeah. Or uh, just don't have affairs at all. Yeah, don't cheat on your wife. It's a bad call. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to bite you in the ass one way or another. Or it's just fucked up. You don't want to be with her dumper. Find someone else. Yeah. It's not worth it. Anyways. Okay, so my story is also about love gone wrong. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I also get the feeling that this is a big problem, in not just in Puerto Rico, but lots of the articles that I read for my story were like how like a gender what they call it they call like gender I don't know gender mistreatment is not the right thing oh but But, um the extreme I saw something about this too an article about how 
like uh, violence towards women is a yes. fucking pandemic in Puerto Rico right now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw those articles too. Okay. Um, yeah, same. so we're on the same page. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to say something. No, but... I don't remember the title of the articles, but I saw that too. Um, and it was like gender-based abuse towards women yeah, or something like that. But yeah, it's a huge problem. And my story is not about that. Oh, okay. So Adam Onhang was born and raised in Winnipeg, Canada in 1973. He was a really, really smart kid, and his parents knew he was destined destined to do big things. Even as a little boy, he insisted on carrying a suitcase or a briefcase around, just like his dad. And so they. Oh my like, gosh, that sounds adorable! Right? They have all these like family pictures of him just carrying his little briefcase around, being like a little businessman. <laughs> and they describe him. They're like, we never think of him as like being a little boy. Like he was never just like a little boy. He was a little man. Like he just had this personality that was so big and so mature and just ready to take on the world basically forever. Uh, he went to the Wharton School for Business at the University of, University of Pennsylvania, which apparently is like a renowned school, and he majored in finance. He was at the top of his class. So if you haven't caught on, he was super fucking smart. <laughs> and after college, he quickly made a name for himself in several different businesses. He worked in real estate development, and he focused on, um, I deleted that line from my notes. I was, like, waiting for it. I'm waiting. He, waiting. <laughs> he got a job in real estate development, and he focused on rejuvenating, like, neighborhoods and developing real estate in neighborhoods to, like, rejuvenate areas and made a shit ton of money doing that. And then... He went on to open his own consulting business where he would advise other companies in different industries um, about their finances, including like gaming software, real estate, all sorts of different businesses wanted his expertise because he was like a wonderkin. So on top, a wonderkin, on top of all <laughs> that, he launched a few of his own businesses. Like this dude was just a workaholic. So he was working in real estate. He was being this financial advisor for all these other companies. And he was starting a bunch of his own companies. Whenever he had a good idea for a business, he just like got down to it and made that happen. And uh, one of these that was very successful was an internet gambling website that like took off. And between all of these things he was doing, he became a multimillionaire, Lucky. super young, like in his twenties. Dang. Yeah. But he kind of had a bad picker when it came to women. <laughs> and he actually got married to his high school or I mean his college sweetheart when he was 23 but two weeks after they got married she was like I made a mistake I don't want to be married and oh. so she filed for divorce after two weeks of marriage oh that's gotta hit hard yeah especially at like 23 when you're just like taking on the world and I don't know just it seems like it would oh. hurt real hard but they got divorced and he just really buckled down and dove into his work even harder than he had before. So he never really had like serious relationships. He was a workaholic all the fucking time. So while he was managing his own businesses, he was still traveling around the world and being a financial analyst for a bunch of different companies and rich people. And through these travels, he ended up in Puerto Rico. 
he met this lady who was like a hotelier and she owned some properties in Puerto Rico and she turned him on to the idea of investing in real estate in Puerto Rico. So he ends up in Puerto Rico and as soon as he sees Puerto Rico, he's like, oh my gosh, I love this place. He fell in love with the island and he saw a huge opportunity for real estate. So he was like, this is where I'm supposed to be now. This is what I'm going to do. So he moves to Puerto Rico and starts expanding his real estate empire there. He partners with his buddy and um, got to business. And so at first it was kind of different. <laughs> My notes are kind of a fucking like shit show today because. Got to business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got down to business. But so I, I found this article and it was really good and really mm-hmm. detailed. But it was written before, like, the conclusion of this case. And so uh. it, I'm writing, like, all these different articles and trying to piece them together. And it just feel felt really, like, spotty as I was putting it together. But I just left it. So sorry if it's a little all over the place. So Adam moves to Puerto Rico. He doesn't really know anybody there except his business partner. But he really enjoys his work and he loves the island. So it's worth it. And he's there for... A little while. I don't know exactly when he started his business or moved to Puerto Rico, but in 2003, he's 30 years old and he met a woman at a bar. She was a 23 year old named Aria Vasquez. And Aria is spelled weird, so if I randomly say it differently, it's because I'm reading it. <laughs> it's A U R E A. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's like Aurea or Aurea. And that's weird. But it's pronounced Aria. I'm pretty that sure. That spelling is real weird. Yeah. So he met Aria. She's 23. She's a former beauty pageant contestant. She's lively and beautiful. And she has her own head for business. So she could talk to him in his business lingo. And he was really impressed and taken with that. And they hit it off immediately. And it wasn't long before he was introducing Aria to his family. His family happened to be visiting from Canada at the time. And so he was like, oh, this is the girl I just started seeing. She's great. And they were like, okay, sure. Um, He was so business oriented that when he wasn't working, he just wanted to have fun because it was so rare that he wasn't just work, 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 work. And so she was this really young, lively young thing. And so he was drawn to that, her her spirit and her funness, according to everyone in his life. So uh, his family was like, okay, this kind of makes sense for where he's at right now. It's nothing serious. They're just having fun. And they just kept having fun. Uh, so they dated for a while. And then in late 2004, he got them a big house to live in together. He's a multimillionaire. So I'm sure it was a big house to live in together. And he even bought Aria a small restaurant slash bar in Old San Juan called the Pink Skirt. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, also, like, oh, he just bought her a restaurant. Don't worry about it. Yeah, she that's legit. Runs this restaurant bar. Uh, no big deal. So, in March of 2005, the couple got married, and it was a surprise to like everyone in their lives. It was a small civil ceremony. Adam didn't even tell his family about it until after the fact. And they were like, what? They're like, oh, okay. Uh, all right, cool. 
Oh, wow. I mean, I guess that you guys have been together for a while, so cool, I guess. Uh, it's, it's been a while, right? Would have been nice to be there. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, whatever. They were pretty supportive. He had he has one sister and then his cute parents that live in Canada. And so his family's kind of far apart anyways. And they were like, all right, do you, man. Do you, man? <laughs> um, so six months after this surprise wedding, Adam and Arya were having a night out. They went to another restaurant in Old San Juan, and after that, it was like eleven thirty p.m. They left that restaurant and they stopped by the pink skirt that Arya was running, and they were in there. I for think a- that's the cutest name for a bar. The pink skirt. And I wonder if that's just the Americanized version of the name and not the Spanish version. Yeah. I bet it sounds way cooler in Spanish. I, I don't remember even what pink was in Spanish. And I don't know that um, I ever knew skirt, so. Fuck. What is pink? Roja is red. I don't remember what pink is either. Sorry, everyone, again. Um, so they stopped <laughs> by the pink skirt for a minute. She had some business to do or something. And then they're walking down the street towards Adam's car and they were attacked. So Adam tried to fight back with this attacker, but he was caught off guard by the attack. He was overpowered. The man had a long bladed knife and stabbed Adam to death in the street. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Arya was hit in the head and she fell down as well, but she wasn't stabbed by the attacker. Someone witnessed the attack and called the police and Arya was rushed to the hospital, but Adam was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh. And this was big news in Puerto Rico, and it spread fast. Adam was a real estate mogul there, and I don't know what the procedures are, but they did not notify the family. I mean, I guess Aria knew, but it was all over the news by the next morning. So Adam's business partner, Roberto, heard about Adam's death the next morning on the news at like 6 a.m., And he was like, oh, my God, I bet his family doesn't know yet. So he had to be the one to call Adam's sister, who was in Boston, and be like, hey, Adam was attacked last night and died. Oh, fuck. And then Adam's sister had to call her parents and tell them, like, I I don't know anything else. I just know Adam was killed. So his poor parents are in Canada trying to piece together what happened from thousands of miles away and at first they were told it was a violent robbery but then they start like hearing all the news articles and stuff and no money or anything had been taken from adam or aria aria and uh (laughs) it's a weird spelling um (laughs) and adam's father abe was obviously devastated But there was no way in hell he was going to let someone get away with murdering his son. Yeah, fuck that, man. Yeah. And so he was looking into all the laws in Puerto Rico and, like, researching attacks and murder and all sorts of stuff. Like, trying to figure out, like, who needs to reach out to and what was going to happen. Because Puerto Rico's its kind of owned own government type place. Yeah. And he lived in Canada. So even, like... It's a U.S. territory, but he's Canadian. And so um, as he's looking into it, he's seeing at the time Puerto Rico's homicide rate is higher than almost every major city in the United States. And 
it's super difficult to press charges there a lot of times because witnesses won't come forward to testify and murderers walk free. So he like saw this thing that was like, oh, in Puerto Rico, your first murder is free because so many people would get away with murdering unless they made a habit of it, basically. Yay. And he was like, no, my son's murder, my son's murderer is going to be found and brought to justice. So he flies to Puerto Rico, little old Abe, who's like the cutest little Jewish man, and he was on a mission. And he he went to the spot Adam was killed. He started asking everyone in all the local businesses. He would sit in bars and coffee shops and ask everyone and anyone he saw if they heard anything, if they knew anything, if they saw anything, like who would want to kill his son. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, I knew him. He was great. Like, I have no idea who would want to kill your kid. And he hired somebody to hang up posters of, like, any information, please call. He contacted the authorities. He started making waves anywhere and everywhere he could. He was going to figure the shit out. Um, But the man who he hired to hang the posters up told him that someone was taking the posters down almost as fast as he could hang them up. Like, he was hanging up. What the hell? Yeah, and he's like... Like, obviously, somebody doesn't want any information coming forward, but, like, I I put them up everywhere, and they are being taken down. Put up a video cam, man. (sighs) Well, then they were all over, and he just wants anyone to come forward with information. Thankfully, with Abe's persistence... (laughs) (laughs) Persistence. Persistence. Thankfully, with Abe's persistence, the police made the murder investigation a priority. It also helped that Adam was a huge real estate person in the area, and there was so much opportunity for development in Puerto Rico, and they didn't want to stop businesses from coming there because it was a scary place to be. So they needed to figure this out and get answers so they could still have the um, economic impact of having people come and develop there and build companies and whatnot, you know, invest in their islands. So. They needed to figure out what happened here. And two witnesses did come forward, which is rare, apparently, or was at the time. And they were able to give a very good description of the attacker. And they said that he ran into a nearby area known as La Perla. So La Perla is like the sketchiest place in Puerto Rico, basically. It was described as a slum in multiple articles that I read. Um, And it's just like this crime-ridden area where a bunch of the criminals live and they kind of self-police themselves because the cops just can't go in there. There's too many, too much crime. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Yeah, so it's it's not good. And so they saw this guy run towards the La Perla area and three weeks after Adam's murder, the police arrested a man who fit the description of these two witnesses and his name was Jonathan Roman. But Abe didn't understand why this random man, or anyone for that matter, would want to kill his son. Like, he didn't they, he didn't get robbed. He just got murdered. Yeah. And so he's still digging. He's like, there's got to be more to this. I want to know what happened. So he's asking everyone he could find what they thought about Adam's murder. And the one thing that kept coming up was not any information about Jonathan Roman, the guy who was arrested. What they were saying was stuff about Adam's wife, Aria. Uh-oh. Yeah. So everyone that knew the pair could sense there wasn't a lot of love in that relationship. 
Arya was vibrant and beautiful and fun to be around, and that drew Adam to her, and Adam was super rich, and Arya loved that lifestyle. So, uh, so she was just in it for the money. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Abe's asking around, and he starts finding out that there was trouble in paradise. They'd been married for six months. It turns out that Arya had told Adam she was pregnant, and that's why there was such a quick wedding. And Adam oh, didn't. wedding. Yeah, that's why Adam didn't tell his family about it in advance, and it happened so quickly. And then just a couple weeks later, Adam called a friend and was like, "I'm the biggest idiot in the world. Arya lied to me. She's not pregnant. I fell oh, for the fuck." He's like, I fell for the oldest trick in the book. Now I'm trapped in this marriage. Super distraught. Just a couple weeks after his wedding. Oh, shit. Thankfully for Adam, he wasn't as big of an idiot as he thought. And he made Arya sign a prenup the day before they got married. Not smart, man. Yeah. I mean, he's dead. Uh, Yeah. That's not his fault. But the prenup documents say... That Adam's net worth at the time of the marriage was $24 million. Fucking A. $24 million. I can't even, I can't even fathom that amount of money. Right? That's so $24 much. million? Dollars? Yeah. And it said her uh, net worth was like 60000 or something. But. <laughs> yeah, my net worth is like thirty k. <laughs> I mean. If that. <laughs> I'm basically a stay-at-home mom. My net worth is two small children. Um, <laughs> I could sell them for a lot. They're really cute. <laughs> they are fucking adorable, but don't sell your children. <laughs> oh, God. But, hold on. Oh, that's so much money. $24 million. When I tell you he was like a fucking Man. business mogul, I'm not lying. He was killing it, and he was 30 years old. How do I do that? He was 33, I think, when he died. How do I do that? And like... If I knew, I'd already be doing it. So don't ask me. Yeah, that's true. Um, same, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as they got married, Arya's standard of living went way up. She just wanted more and more and more. She wanted more oh, cars, wow. a bigger house. On top of that, she let every member of her immediate family move into their big house that he had gotten. Oh, for them. fuck. No, 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 and no. Her like, mom, her sister, that? her two brothers, her sister's boyfriend. She let her oh, whole family move into this big ass house. And Adam didn't speak fluent Spanish. And so they were always like talk about him in Spanish and just like laugh at him to his face. So this whole fucking family probably plotted his fucking murder. You're not wrong. Um, uh, those bastards. So eventually it was so hostile in that house, Adam moved out and he just started living in an apartment near his office. But they were still married. And he He's was like, okay, bye. Have the house. It's fine. Um, I don't like it there. stuck because marriage is legally binding. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a prenup, but you still have to like get someone to agree to a divorce. Yeah, and you have to do all the paperwork and all the court shenanigans and whatever. Yeah, so Adam was working on drawing up divorce papers, but he was worried. 
Arya knew a lot of shady people. She had ties to, like, criminals and people in the drug ring in the area. Of course she did. And he was afraid of what she might do. She had a temper, too. She was volatile when she got mad. So he was like, fuck. Like, she knew he wanted a divorce. She was taking advantage of him. She was spending as much money as she could get away with. And she would come to his office and yell at him about, like, needing more money. And Oh, fuck no. Yeah, no, no, no. And their office building didn't even have doors on, like, different offices. So his coworkers were like, oh, this is awkward. But hearing every word of her being fucking crazy, yelling about needing more money. And, That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then on more than one occasion, he found cocaine in his car after she'd used it. And he was like, oh, she's trying to set me up for something, either to be like robbed or murdered with cocaine in my car or arrested. Oh, my God. And so he had to start searching his car every time he drove just to make sure he didn't have like illegal drugs inside of it. And um, and probably for like bombs and shit. Yeah. And his his business partner, Roberto, was like... Dude, you need a bodyguard. This, yeah, this no girl shit. Cried. So he hired a bodyguard, and he made sure that guy was around anytime he had to interact with Arya or like go to the house or anything like that. It wasn't good. That's awful. That's terrifying. Like if you have to live your life like that, you need to do everything in your power to cut that out. Yeah, like, and he's bye. trying, and she was like, "I'll divorce you over my cold dead body," basically. And so, I was like, okay, bitch, I'll kill you. Just <laughs> JK, JK, I'm not a murderer. I will never do that in my lifetime. <laughs> um, but, like, why the fuck wasn't his bodyguard with him the night he was murdered? He was in on it! No. Because the bodyguard... No, he was a very fucking... nice person. He was super nice. He feels um, terrible about it. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm like, he was fucking in on it. He was one of her minions. No, thankfully he... he feels so guilty about the whole situation that's the worst yeah he like kind of thought about him as a son because he was like older than him and he really cared about him he wanted to be there Mm -hmm. that night but that day adam had closed the biggest deal of his career it was like a huge deal he made a shit ton of money he was riding high and then he got this call from aria and she was like fine i'll discuss the divorce settlement with you but like be prepared to pay and he was like, but she was like being super nice to him and was like, let's meet up for dinner. And he was like, okay, let's meet at the restaurant. Great. Like being as nice as he could be. Cause he was like, oh, she's in a good mood. I'm going to meet with her tonight. I'm going to get her to sign these papers. We're going to be done. There's prenup. She can't like get more money out of me. And so up to that point, she'd been like, I'm never divorcing you. I'm going to make this a living hell. And so uh. he was like, oh, thank God I caught her on a good day. She just wants to be over this too. If I have to pay her a little extra, I'll fucking do it. So he had a great day. She's in a good mood. She contacts him. She's willing to work this through. And so he's like, I'm meeting her for dinner tonight. And his bodyguard is like, okay, I'm going to come and sit at a table nearby just to make sure she's not crazy. And Adam's like, no, I don't want to piss her off showing up with you. And we're going to be in a But did she know about the bodyguard? I think he would bring the bodyguard with him anytime he had to interact with her because she was crazy. So yeah. And Adam was like, like... like he should have still like made him come like just secretly yeah and that's what the bodyguard wanted to do and adam was like no it's gonna be fine it's a super public restaurant it's in a super popular area there's gonna be a ton of other people around all night it's just me and her it's fine i'll be okay i don't want to ruin her mood and not have her sign these papers so don't come 
because he thought there would be too many people around for her to do anything crazy. But after the restaurant, she said she needed to go to the pink skirt for some reason. So they walked down the street to Uh. the pink skirt and then they left the pink skirt and a guy jumped out of an alleyway and attacked them and stabbed Adam to death in the streets. Um, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, that's fucking awful. He should have had his bodyguard. He was just naive, thinking that she wouldn't murder him. I think he thought she might, like, hit him or something or try and claim he abused her or something. Who wants to think that someone's gonna murder them? Like, Yeah, especially someone you actually cared about at some point in time. Yeah, you want to give them a bit of a doubt, like... Uh, they're fucking nuts, but are they gonna kill me? Are they a danger to me? Apparently, she was. Yeah. So, Abe, his dad's going around Puerto Rico. He's talking to his coworkers and his friends and his bodyguard and hearing all this information, and he's like, oh, this bitch had my son killed. Mm -hmm. Because she was gonna be way better off as a widow than a divorcee. Yeah. Psychopath. As a widow, she was gonna get like a third of his net worth, so like eight million dollars. That's more money than I can fathom in my lifetime. I don't even think I'll make eight million dollars in my whole life. Yeah, right. <laughs> but as a, as a divorcee, she was gonna get like three hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. So, that's still a lot of money. Yeah, that's like. I I would make that in I don't even I can't calculate it few, a few years. <laughs> yeah. Um so Abe is like, okay, this bitch killed my daughter, what do we do about it? But there's no proof tying Arya to the murder. So they couldn't file any legal charges against her, but Abe was like, she's involved, fuck this bitch. Yeah, she fucking definitely plotted that shit. Yeah, she's the worst. Probably in most white folk couldn't understand. <laughs> um, and Abe was the execute. And Abe was the execute. <laughs> but Abe was the executor of Adam's estate, and he refused to give her any money. So, all of Adam's possessions and money went into Abe Abe's hands legally, and she was like, give me my eight million. And he was like, nope, uh, fuck bitch, off. please, bye. And he was like, she's not named in the will. She's just his wife. But that doesn't necessarily mean she's owed anything. So, nope, not doing it. And she shoots. She, she shoots. She shoots. Uh, so she sues. She sues Abe. And she's like, I want a portion of that $24 million and I'm owed $8 million as his wife. Like, legally, that's how the law works. I should be getting a third of his net worth. That's so disgusting how it just goes straight to money. Yeah. Well, that's that's disgusting. Why he got murdered. Uh, Yeah, and it's fucking awful. Yeah, and his dad was pretty well off. His dad, like, delayed his retirement so he could hire private investigators and shit. Uh, eventually in this saga. Well, yeah, because he fucking needed to figure his son's murder out. And he's traveling back and forth from Canada to Puerto Rico. to. That's not cheap. Yeah. So she sues him and says she's owed money, and he's like, fuck right off. And he he files his own civil suit against her, saying that she arranged Adam's murder. So it's not a criminal suit, but he's like, you're responsible for my son's death. 
fucking come to court so you finally have to answer some questions. Yeah, come at me, bitch. Yep. And with that lawsuit, she would have to at least appear in court and finally answer questions because she lawyered up right away. She didn't talk to cops. Oh, of course. And she also, so she went to the hospital because she got her head hit in the attack, but it was like nothing. And the hospital tried to release her and she was like, no, I'm not leaving. And she wouldn't sign the like, what's it called when you're uh, discharged? She Like the release form? the dis- yeah, yeah, the whatever. discharge. She wouldn't sign the discharge paperwork. She wouldn't leave. She stayed there for two weeks and they were like, there's no reason she's here. But She, she stayed leave. there for two weeks? To try and act like her injuries were that bad. But the cops were like, <sighs> no. And the doctors were like, no, we've been trying to get rid of her for two weeks now. Uh, so... How can you how how can you stay in the hospital if they're trying to release you for two weeks and you're just like nope 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 like were they I think nope. she kept being like I'm dizzy I'm nauseous I you guys can't let me go I'm gonna die <laughs> and oh they were God. like well we looked at you you're fine but she was like nope I'm not and so they were like uh, okay I guess. So this is just all part of her her act. Yeah, she was like, I was attacked too. I was in a hospital for two weeks. And the doctors are like, you didn't have to be here. We didn't want you here. (laughs) We we tried to get rid of you. You did not need to be here. Bye. Yeah. So the police tried questioning her, like, after the attack. She gave them, like, an initial statement and nothing else and lawyered up. So Abe files his lawsuit back at her his civil suit and is like now you have to actually fucking answer some questions and yeah put your money where your mouth is lady or put your mouth where your money is i don't know just just show up to court (laughs) (laughs) that's a better way to put it (laughs) i was trying to be fancy yeah so far she doesn't have any money because he won't give it to her but her family did loot everything they could from the house they took all the cars they took all the belongings they took everything Mm -hmm. they took everything and anything they could get their hands on in the meantime and that's one that's like another thing to just like why the fuck are they doing this why would anybody in their right mind have to go hoard all of this shit immediately after your husband died no that's not no wrongdoing Yeah. yeah um and remember how i said that a guy named Jonathan Roman had been arrested because he fit the description that was described by the witnesses. Uh-huh. So he was arrested and he was tried and found guilty of the murder um, over the next like two years after the murder. And one of the witnesses went to his trial and was like, that's not the guy. I know the guy. His name is El Loco. He went by El Loco. El Loco. Oh. Um, this isn't him, but they... They're crazy. <laughs> He was the crazy one, is what it like translates to, but it's just El Loco. But um, the the jury or whatever didn't listen to her, and this guy was found guilty and sent to prison. And through all of the digging that Abe was doing, he was like, "This guy didn't do it." He talked to the witness, he talked to other people, and he heard about El Loco, whose name was Alex Pabon Colon, and. Went by El Loco because he was like some crazy crime guy that lived in uh, La Perla, that slum neighborhood. Oh, yeah, the scary one. Uh huh. And so Abe finds out about El Loco and he's like, Jonathan Roman didn't do this. He just was 
in the wrong place at the wrong time and kind of fit the description the witnesses described. But even one of the witnesses is like, it's not fucking him. Yeah, they're like, no, man, no. And so Abe is like making a fuss. And this is a pretty big case in Puerto Rico because Adam was such a big businessman in the area. Yeah, he's helping your fucking economy, assholes. So it's a pretty big deal. Like local authorities are paying attention to it because they want the economy to keep growing and business people not to be afraid to move there. And Abe, through all of his digging, he reaches out to the FBI because the FBI can have federal federal authority over this crime if they choose to. And he's like, hey, this guy Jonathan just went to prison for murdering my son. He got like 103 years he was sentenced to. And he's like, he didn't do it. And the FBI is like, okay, we're going to take a look because this is a pretty big deal. And so they look into it and they're like, oh, it was El Loco. What? Alex El Loco Pabon Colon at the scene. He was a drug dealer in the area known to visit the Pink Skirt restaurant. He would deal drugs at the Pink Skirt. He knew Aria from the Pink Skirt. And they probably got their bang bang on too, huh? I, I don't know. That's not anywhere in the article, but <laughs> maybe that's that's a legend. I don't know. But they question this guy, and they're they're putting the heat on. They're asking around about him and stuff, and so eventually they feel pretty confident it's him. And so the FBI starts questioning El Loco, and he was like, "Yep, you're right. I did it, Arya." Uh-huh. Yeah, he was like, Arya and her sister and her sister's boyfriend offered me $3 million to kill Adam, and I did it. $3 million? $3 million. And the reason he confessed so quickly Uh. is because, like I said, La Perla is like a self-governing neighborhood because it's a bunch of criminals, basically. And so they don't want too much heat. And having this, like, notorious murderer being looked at by the FBI in the neighborhood is going to get them all in trouble. So they kicked him out. So he was just kind of fucked. And so he was like, yep, I did it. I don't know what else to do. And so he confessed. Arya hired him to do it. Her sister and her sister's boyfriend were in on it as well. And he would testify against them. He pleaded guilty, agreed to work with prosecutors. Jonathan Roman, the guy who had been convicted of it, had spent eight months in prison for a murder that he didn't commit and was released. Thankfully, it was only eight months because yeah. it could have been way worse. Well, he had to go to court for two years. Thankfully, Jesus he was, Christ. Yeah, thankfully he was released on bail, but it was like... For a, those two years? Yeah, and so he only oh. served eight months after he was convicted, but he could have served his entire life. Thankfully, he got released. And Thank goodness. A federal grand jury indicted Arya for murder. But when they went to arrest her, she was gone. Oh, no. Who yeah. would have thought? Uh, so she was no longer in Puerto Rico. But Abe and his wife were not going to let her go free. They hired private investigators to track her down, and they found her in Florence, Italy. So Italy will not extradite fugitives who are facing the death penalty. And that's why they think she picked Italy to begin with. Oh, so she's still there? Uh, No. I mean, oh, she's here a little while, but so she's living in Italy just openly. She has like three different, three or four different IDs that she's using. One of the names she was going by was Bibi Dominici. 
Oh, God. And she had these fake names. She'd change her hair up. She had all these different looks. And she was living really openly under different names in Italy. And they knew where she was because they had these private investigators tailing her, like, all the time. Yeah. But the FBI is like, we can't extradite her. Uh, Italy won't do it because this is a death trial case. So, like, we need to try and figure something out. We don't want to take that off the table at this point. And so they're, like, keeping an eye on her. Abe basically is paying to have a private eye stay on top of her, like, 24-7. So she's living in Italy for years. Oh, my gosh. And um, she realizes they're kind of onto her. And in 2008, she gives birth to twin daughters. Because as the mother of Italian children, there's even less chance of her being extradited. Oh, Jesus Christ. So her kids are citizens. That makes it harder for her to be extradited also. So after years and years. What a fucking mastermind this bitch is. She's a sleazeball. And so it comes out. uh, Some journalist from like Spain or from Puerto Rico goes and finds her and like questions her and he releases this article a couple years after the crime about how this black widow is living in Italy under this different name and like totally exposes her and so like the her baby daddy of these twins is like oh fuck you get out of my house and so she has these two kids she has to figure out what to do now so now she pretends she's a jewish person and she oh goes my gosh to, what a fucking piece of shit yeah so she goes to like this jewish organization and she fakes her birth certificate saying she was born jewish and so they're like we'll help you out so they help her get like housing and a job and she is a tour guide around europe uh. at this point so she's like traveling europe and giving tours to groups of people like jewish people and that come to the area so she's doing this for a while and um finally she gets contacted by this company she'd worked with a couple times and they were like hey we have this group of jewish people coming they want to tour madrid we've heard good things about you from our other groups they really want to hire you will you take this group on a tour and she was like for sure so she flies to madrid spain to do this tour and at the airport waiting for her luggage she's arrested by interpol because spain doesn't have the same extradition problems as italy being pat she's under arrest finally finally jeez louise so spain does allow extradition but they still have to get all the paperwork done and stuff so she's fighting it with everything she can to not get extradited from spain she's sitting in a spanish prison and what do you know? She becomes pregnant. Oh boy, what? While in prison. God, she is the biggest sleaze. So all of the articles are like, oh, she got impregnated by a, a male prisoner. And I'm like, mm, was it a male prisoner or like a prison guard? Because are they really letting the male and female prisoners just intermingle that much, really? Yeah, are, uh, are they or what? Yeah, so she's been fighting this for, like, a year, and then she gets pregnant, and so now she's fighting for the, she's petitioning for the courts to block her extradition since she's now the mother of a Spanish citizen, and after two years of Uh, these delays and trials and fights. How many kids does she have by now? Two twins? The twins and this baby. Yeah. 
Okay. She had the fake baby that she said she was pregnant with to get Adam to marry her to begin with, but that one didn't actually exist. And okay. now she has three from just random dudes. So the Italians, well, quote unquote Italians, and yeah. then now this Spanish baby. baby. Yeah. Okay. So finally, after like all this shit, she gives birth in prison, and the U.S. is like, "Fine, we won't seek the death penalty. Just let us fucking take her." And Spain's like, okay, fine, have her. So Arya and her one-month-old daughter are boarded on a jet, an FBI jet, headed back to Puerto Rico. And they had to, there's super crazy extradition laws. So if she throws like any sort of fit on a flight with like civilians, it can delay her extradition. So they didn't want to risk that. So they got like the FBI director's private jet to go pick her up and two FBI agents got her and took her back to Puerto Rico. And as they're like landing, they're like, Hey, you got like half an hour until we get off the plane. Like, do you want to go say goodbye to your baby? And she was like, can I do my makeup? Oh my Jesus Christ. She knew there was going to be cameras waiting for them at the air. Can I do my makeup? I need to look beautiful. She knew her one-month-old baby was going to be taken away and placed in foster care. And instead of spending a half hour with her baby that she was never going to see again, she wanted to do her makeup. What a freaking piece of shit. Yeah. So in September of 2015, she's finally officially arrested in Puerto Rico for Adam's murder. It's 10 years after it was committed. And then it took another three years for it actually to go to court and her to stand trial. And in October of 2018, Arya and her sister and her sister's ex-boyfriend were all found guilty of murder for hire and they were sentenced to life in prison. In court, Arya called out to Adam's father, Abe, and was like, are you happy now? And Abe looked at her and said, shut up. Yeah, bitch, I'm happy. Fuck you. And then she went to prison for life. Good. Uh. So the twins are with their dad in Italy. The Spanish daughter was adopted, but Adam's still gone. It took his parents 13 years to see justice. 13 years? Goodness gracious. But they weren't going to let it drop. They needed justice for their son, but um, they would just rather have him here. You know? No, absolutely. <laughs> This is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but, I mean, thankfully, his family had money to pursue this because not a lot of people would have the money to pursue this, and they would just never go anywhere. No, that's not an unpopular opinion. It's totally true, and it's like... I just feel like a dick for saying it No, like it's it's a real privileged situation they had, really. They're these white yeah. people from Canada who part of the reason that this even got investigated so much was because he was a rich white dude living in the area and they wanted other rich white dudes to come there. If he had just been some native Puerto Rican, yeah. she would have got away with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that first guy might have spent his life in prison for the crime. Which is so shitty. Like, because he kind of looked like the description and was in the area like that's all yeah no that's that's so shitty yeah so it definitely is a point to make for sure like the only reason he got justice is because his parents had enough money to 
have a private investigator following her around Europe for years, which cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of money. Yeah. Like, at one point, they were paying one of the PIs, like, $1,000 a day. Oh, can someone pay me $1,000 a day? Like, what do I got to do? Apparently, you got to follow some lady around Europe. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> For real. Oh, I get to go to Europe? Sweet. <laughs> done. Do I at least get to, like, drink wine at nighttime? Um, if you're making $1,000 a day, I think you can afford a glass of wine, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. No, it's super privileged and sad. No, it's awful, but, like, thankfully he did have the family that had backing to, like... No, and his dad is, like, the cutest. So there is a Dateline episode about this. I didn't watch it, um, just because they add so much filler stuff in there, I get annoyed when I'm trying to take notes, and so I just read a bunch of articles. But it's called, like, The Pink Skirt Affair or The Pink Skirt Mystery after the name of that restaurant that she owned. Uh-huh. Um, but his dad's interviewed in a couple different things and he's the cutest. And he just to wanted watch. to find justice for his son, you know? Which yeah. is sweet. So that's the Black Widow is what they called her, but she only killed one husband. Are you still a Black Widow if you only kill one husband? Um I don't know. I thought it had to be multiple. I don't I mean you're still killing a husband, but I don't know. Uh yeah. yeah, she's an asshole. She's an asshole, and thankfully she's in prison. Um, all right, so next week we're switching it up. Next week is our one-year anniversary, basically, since we started the podcast. Yeah! And we're going to recap the Netflix Evil Genius documentary. So if you don't want to hear that, don't listen next week. We won't take it personally. It's going to be fun. We're going to rewatch it. Amber hasn't seen it yet, and she did the story without watching that Netflix documentary. So we're going to watch it. We're going to recap it. We're going to have our thoughts and feelings about the people and the crime and the whole thing, the, the nonsense and sadness and craziness that is Evil Genius. And I'm so excited. Me too. It's going to be fun. So join us next week for that. And then after that, we're still kind of figuring out where we're going with this tour bus we're driving across countries so we're done with the united states we're gonna recap evil genius and then we might go to europe or something we'll see yeah if we really like doing the recap maybe we'll do a few documentary recaps because that seems fun too yeah that seems low-key and fun i know a little less serious and a little less research than what we do now (laughs) yeah maybe fun for a couple weeks yeah so we'll see how it goes next week and We'll see you guys then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.